0: Previously on Growing Up Gilmore. And then she realizes she didn't get her dry cleaning. So she has nothing to wear. To her
1: daughter's first day of school. And we get this moment where we can tell that they have entered a different world. Through their dialogue, you can see that this
0: is going to be a different reality than Stars Hollow. It's just funny because Rory is standing here with Lorelai and this random man. Mm -hmm. She's very used to this already, but she needs to get to the headmaster's office. Right. They're there for Rory's first day. Right. It's just kind of sad, or it's not sad, uh, off-putting how she says, Mm -hmm. a Gilmore. Mm -hmm. Like, a good Gilmore. That's exactly what I was going to say. A good
1: Gilmore. Mm -hmm. A Gilmore that has not messed up her future. Yep. He gives her this look. And totally checks her out and then says, and that's what you wore to take Rory to Chilton? And Tristan chimes in with his,
0: hello, Mary, ugh, and chewing his pen. And I'm pretty sure he's like chewing a mechanical pencil. Gross. (laughs) That, yeah. No, no. Uh uh-uh. uh, no thank you. He wanted them to come in. Like he was purposely staying, staying open, open. Mm-hmm. hoping they would come in and they don't. And so he goes in and immediately turns the open sign to close.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Amy. And this is Elise. And welcome to Growing Up Gilmore. In this episode, we will be talking about season one, episode three, titled Kill Me Now. Before we get into this week's episode, uh, Elise, can you tell us a little bit about the writer and the director for this episode? Sure. Uh
0: looks like Joanne T. Waters is the writer of this episode, Kill Me Now. Okay. Which would be the f- first time they introduced a new writer since Amy Sherman, because she did the first two. Right. Um, she has not done a ton of work, but she did an episode for my show, my old school stomping ground show, <laughs> Dawson's Creek, uh, and then another episode for To Have and To Hold. Okay, okay. This, again, is that this is uh the only episode she directed for Gilmore Girls.
1: Wrote for Gilmore Girls? Yes, Okay, that's and- what
0: exactly what I meant. <laughs> and who directed this episode? Adam Nimoy, who directed... Uh, Star Trek Next Generation. Okay. He did some work on Ally McBeal, The Practice. Seems like a lot of the directors we've met so far have worked with Ally McBeal shows. True. So that's kind of cool. So we open up with a
1: Friday night dinner. We have Emily, Lorelai, Rory, and Richard, and they are discussing the numerous amounts of maids that Emily has had. And we were talking about this when we were planning the episode, um, discussing why we think she goes through so much help and why this is really off-putting as far as a, a characteristic for Emily goes. Yeah. And I think, you know, having watched the show 13 times, I can look past this because I know it gets better this is really off-putting to see from Emily when in the last episode I felt bad for her because they get into that fight in the salon. And I'm like, she's just trying to show she cares. But then in this episode, you see how she can just go through help like it's no big deal.
0: Yeah, like she's constantly dissatisfied with the help.
1: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it shows another point of view with the control like that's another way she can control the home the home is her job Mm -hmm. and Richard says that that's what happens at the house is her job that's who she employs he's too busy to keep up with what she does at the house but there is a moment where we see Lorelai and Rory look at each other like this is otherworldly for us this is not something that we experience day to day.
0: Also, Rory and Lorelai don't treat other people like that. They have good relationships with the people in town. Right, right. And I think before we go too far into this episode,
1: we do have to be upfront with you all and say we don't care for this episode. So if it sounds like we're leaning really into the negative, it's because we are. (laughs) Um, <laughs> I'm hoping that we can pull some positives out of it. I think mm-hmm. there are a few mm-hmm. positive moments, but for the most part, not my favorite. No. And, and the title is pretty appropriate Kill because, me no.
0: yeah. Kill me now. Uh, also, it's written, this is the first episode that we've seen that is not Amy. Right. And I it. was really surprised that it wasn't Amy because to me, why
1: would... Why wouldn't you write the first few episodes? Because I feel like you've introduced us to all of the characters, but they aren't developed enough yet. I know. And I'm not familiar with that side of television where, like, how often is it that
0: you don't write the third, fourth, fifth episode of your show? I want to do more research on that because I feel like I'd be so protective...
1: Like, yeah. I would not want
0: to just give it, hand it over to right. someone right off the bat like that.
1: And I mean, that's not to say that Amy didn't have anything to do with it. Oh, I'm, I'm sure she did. Yeah. But the writing already in this opening scene feels very different. It's slower. Mm-hmm. It's not as quick. Uh, we were sitting here watching the episode, and I'm like, it's just not as quick-witted as we have been introduced to
0: mm-hmm.
1: now. Yeah. But as they're sitting there eating dinner, Emily asks Lorelai how things are at the inn. She says things are great. Uh, Rory says they have a big wedding there this weekend. And she introduces the whole Lorelei point of the show in this episode. And as soon as she gets that information out, Emily moves right along to Rory. Well, how are things going at Chilton? And you can immediately see... Lorelei feeling pushed to the side. And having watched this episode now multiple times, this is the theme for Lorelei in this episode. Mm-hmm. We get to see a not great side of Lorelei.
0: Yeah, she's having her Carrie Bradshaw moment. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: not to be off topic, but I had never watched Sex in the City until Elise lived with us for a few months and we watched it. And the whole time I was like, Carrie Bradshaw is the most narcissistic character I've ever seen on television. (laughs) And this is very Carrie Bradshaw of Mm -hmm. Lorelai.
0: Yeah. If she continued to be this way, I probably would not have wanted to watch the show.
1: I know. It's just bad. We move on. They talk about Chilton. And we find out that Rory needs to pick a sport. And they ask what sport she's going to pick. I suggests debate because the way the Gilmores debate, it is considered a sport. Um, Richard says physical fitness is just as important as mental fitness. So Richard. Very Richard, yes. And he's right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Rory starts listing off all of the sports that she has to do and golf comes up. And Emily says, well, that's great. Richard, you can take her golfing. You can teach her how to golf at the club. And immediately Richard is no. so against it. Yep, he does no. not want her to go. I find that really interesting because I think in the first two episodes, he's so proud of her, you know, for her accomplishments. But all of a sudden now, something in him says, no, we're not doing this. Mm-hmm. Then we end up with, of course, again, Lorelai and Emily having an argument about Lorelai saying, Rory should not be pushed to do these things. This is not what she wants to do. And Emily f- just calling her out and saying, you're being controlling and you're afraid that she might like it and mm-hmm. you don't want her to.
0: And you might be more like me than you thought.
1: Right. I
0: think that needs
1: to happen because I do think Lorelai needs to be called out from time to time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't think a lot of people want to do that.
0: Nope.
1: But who better to call you out than your own mother? Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Or Emily Gilmore.
1: Or Emily Gilmore, yeah. If I got (laughs) called out by Emily Gilmore, I would feel pretty honored, but that's just me. We end with Lorelai saying, fine, go, she can go, but she's not going to like it. I know she's not going to like it. And when we were watching this scene unfold, we said it really feels like they are trying to bring these words to life more than they had to in the previous episodes, and we're not sure if that's the writing or if it's the directing. I I think I'm leaning towards more the writing. Yeah. Because you even said there was a moment in their argument. Was it Lorelai that should have been cut off?
0: Yeah. It's that thing, if you've done any kind of acting and you're supposed to be cut off and you're waiting for the other actor to cut you off, it's... But you stop anyways. You're supposed to say your line and be cut off, but you're not. It's so off-putting. I hate hearing it, too. Mm -hmm. Because in real life, you would just keep on saying the line. Yeah, you would just keep
1: talking until you got cut off. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't, and there's, like, an awkward beat in there. And there hasn't been that
0: when they've been fighting before. Mm -hmm. So it's either... That's something the director should have been like, we need to take this over again. Right. Because... Emily Gilmore, the actress Kelly Bishop. Kelly Bishop. She is obviously very experienced. Oh. Would yeah. know how to especially cut in theater.
1: Off. Yeah, she yeah. would know. So it's it's kind of like how was that written? And then how was it directed?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There was a miscommunication there. Yeah. I mean that's really pinpointing something, but I think it's worth mentioning since we are taking a deeper look at the writing and the directing style. Mm-hmm. So that scene ends with Emily winning that argument and it segues us now to the two of them leaving dinner and discussing how blindsided Rory was by the whole event. As we are discussing Rory being blindsided, it's very clear that Lorelai is convinced that Rory will hate the time at the club. She keeps saying, I'd rather do this than go to the club with you. I'd rather do that than go to the club with you. But Rory seems fine with it.
0: She's like, I'm told I'm don't worry about it, basically.
1: Yeah, she's like, maybe I will like it. And Lorelai's like, okay, if you if that's what you think. Mm-hmm. So clearly, Lorelai still believes that she is right in the situation. She knows Rory so well. Rory is too nice to say that she's not gonna have fun, but
0: she might actually enjoy herself. Yeah. And it's like she wants her not to enjoy it too, so she's right. like trying to plant it in in her head. That, oh,
1: totally, plant yeah. The seed,
0: like this is gonna be bad. I've done it, girl.
1: Hmm. Hmm. I think a lot of this with her grandparents has been planting this seed for a long time, mm-hmm. and Rory's kind of peeling back those layers now and seeing, and developing her own opinion on her grandparents. So we'll have to kind of see where that ends towards the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. We are now at the Independence Inn, and we see Lorelei getting ready for her big wedding. She's with the mother of the brides. Uh, We find out that it is a wedding for twin girls. And the mother is a pretty remarkable woman in the sense that she does not care for her daughters. She says they're spoiled, and then what does she say at the end? They
0: And they won't move away.
1: Yeah, they won't move away. So, clearly, she's really enjoying herself.
0: Um, she Laura, just wants to marry those daughters off yep. and get as far as away from them as possible. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so, Lorelai
1: kind of walks her through all of the things that she has planned. She's going to make sure everything runs smoothly, as she should for her job, and... She tells the mom she has nothing to worry about. The mom says, oh, I love this place. She makes a reference to Antonio Banderas.
0: Because she's all worried that some, the wedding is going to go all awry, right. Right. She has to worry. Like, like She has to take care of it. And Laura's, Lorelai's like, no, I got it covered. Don't worry about it. Go up to your room. And I'm going to send up a masseuse that looks like un, Antonio Banderas.
1: Yeah, a remarkable resemblance to Antonio Banderas. I'm just like,
0: mm, that sounds great.
1: Yeah. How remarkable.
0: How <laughs> remarkable. <laughs> I got, I'm actually, we watched this a couple, of, uh, couple times now, and I really like this actress. And so I decided to look her up, and her name is Megan Faye, and she's a classical theater uh, actress. She's done it abroad. She's been in a lot of movies. Yeah, I would have never expected that. She's in the new series Ghost. Um, she's been in Magnolia, Mad Men. So La I've definitely La Land. seen her in
1: other things, but just never made the yeah, connection.
0: No, no. But I love her. I'm obsessed with her now. We
1: are now inside the inn, and we see Michelle giving out these huge gift baskets as people arrive for the wedding. Um, we get to see this great dynamic where, although. Michelle and Lorelai give each other the business. They do work really well together. Mm-hmm. And she's explaining to Michelle, or she asks Michelle, did Rory call because she's golfing with my dad and I'm expecting this phone call to, of her saying, save me from the golf course. I don't want to be here. Setting up again that she feels she is right and that she thinks that Rory will have a horrible time.
0: Also, when she comes in to the Independence, into the inside of the Independence Inn, before she talks to Michelle, she talks to another staff member there and says, and you can hear her say, tell Rory to go up to room 112 in 20 minutes. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, is she going to go make her rub that lady's back?
1: I know. So is the masseuse named Rory? Because that
0: feels really weird. The masseuse can't be named Rory. I feel like she's deceiving either that lady.
1: Yeah. No, that's a good point. I didn't think about that because Rory would not be there.
0: She's golfing with her grandpa. But maybe she thinks she's going to be there any second. Maybe. But it's weird that she said, send Rory up to room 112 in 20 minutes. It's a weird... And what would she be doing other than rubbing that lady's back? I know. <laughs> And like also rude cuz Antonio yeah. Banderas.
1: I feel like Lorelai would not lie about something like that, but coming from a writer's standpoint, don't give a secondary non-existent character the same name as one of the leads.
0: Yeah. That
1: feels think... like writer's 101, like don't do that.
0: I don't think that I think it was supposed to be Rory. Weird. I think she that was just furthering that she thinks Rory's is going to be there any second. Maybe that she's having a horrible time at the golf, the golf trip. That very well could be. But also, I don't what would she be doing in room 112? The whole thing is so perplexing to me. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's why I just feel like this episode it needed a lot more fine tuning. It just doesn't feel like everything was thought through. Yeah. But I mean, when I watch this every year, I just have it on. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at it like this in depth. So this is very different for me to look at it from this perspective.
0: At least we have Megan Faye.
1: Yeah, Megan Faye really brings the show home for us in this episode. <laughs> I mean, she does. She is like the episode. She is hilarious. So yeah. My Advil is wearing off. off. <laughs> We transition to the Gilmore residence where Emily and Richard are getting ready to send Rory and Richard off to the golf course. And Richard is clearly upset because Rory is late. And Emily keeps saying, you need to be nice to her. It's not a big deal. You pay a lot of money to go there. If you're not on time, just let it go. And he makes a comment that she's a 16-year-old girl and she would rather be at the mall. And I don't know if that's him actually thinking that or if that's like a defense comment.
0: I think that because Emily says, I hope that Lorelai's golf clubs are still in good condition, Mm -hmm. that he used to go golfing with Lorelai and it didn't go well. Mm -hmm. So I think it's defense. Or I wonder if it did go well,
1: but all of that stopped when she got pregnant.
0: Mm -hmm. But but Lorelai didn't like going.
1: Yeah, true, true. But she is kind of a daddy's girl. Mm -hmm. So maybe that aspect she liked... But everything else she didn't, mm-hmm. you know, and I wonder if there's a part of Richard that feels like he doesn't want to get attached to Rory because he loved he loves Lorelei so much and to lose Rory would be like losing Lorelei again.
0: Mm-hmm. Possibly. I. It's weird because he seems like he always really likes her and then this episode he does not seem like he likes her very much. Yeah, it's he odd. seems,
1: like, put off at the idea of spending time with her. Because
0: Emily's like, okay, well, you guys will have lunch. And he's like, what? No one said anything about lunch. I'm not doing lunch. Right. You don't want to eat lunch with your granddaughter? That's yeah, extreme. Yeah, so weird.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Emily really lays into him and says, "It. this means a great deal to my happiness and yours that she has a good day because we've never gotten to show our granddaughter off at the club before. So Mm -hmm. clearly it's also a status thing because their granddaughter goes to Chilton. She's very bright. She's a smart girl. And Emily knows that that will get them attention too. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that she's present in their society because that's another aspect that Emily can then control later.
0: Mm-hmm. And she wants to give her a new hobby, mm-hmm. something that she could be proud of. or Yeah, you know.
1: something that's a part of their
0: lives. But it's interesting because when Rory does get in there, Richard is like huffing and puffing behind her back. And yeah. if Rory goes, well, I'm sorry, I didn't, I hope this outfit's okay. Um, I didn't have those short pant things to wear mm-hmm. and Richard's like ugh, rolling his eyes like he can't even believe that she mentioned what an outfit you know right right and
1: then she says to something about the the temperature the whatever and he says well it was cooler at 8 oh, because yeah. now she got there at 8:30 yeah she was a little and he old. makes a comment about having to get her a watch and
0: she I, was on the bus man right yeah, we and don't, I th- We don't all have servants just driving us around. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Emily's being so sweet in this moment and gives her that cute little Tiger Woods hat and... I
1: know, she's really trying to make up for it because she doesn't... I don't think she wants Rory to pick up on the vibe that her grandfather is giving off.
0: Yeah, he's acting like the teenage girl. Mm-hmm. Richard.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's I why... I love you,
0: but stop. Emily <laughs>
1: gives him this look as he walks out the door, like, so help me God, this better be a good day. Yep. Or you'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> we are at the club with Richard and Rory, and they are talking about the importance of golf. He says a lot of great decisions are made on the golf course. That's high finance. He tells her mm-hmm. and they approach the part where they're going to tee off and he asks Rory if she knows anything about golf and she says it's a good walk spoiled and you can immediately see that that was probably not the right comment to make.
0: Yep, that was a, a mark on Richard's burn book.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think more so because it's something I would say.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Yep, that was very Lorelai.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And he's brought back to, great, this is what I'm going to deal with today. Yeah. Awesome. Um. But he teaches her about the driver and how to tee off. She takes her first swing and takes out the biggest chunk of grass I've ever seen. And he says, she goes, I'm betting that was wrong and he goes there are no rights and wrongs to the learning process a very grandfathery thing to say and he picks up this massive dirt clod and then just like places it back in pats it down and says let's try again she does it same thing happens she goes i'm betting that was wrong <laughs> and i'm i'm starting to notice that there's a lot more Physical comedy in this episode that's making me laugh, like actors' choices, Mm -hmm. that I am enjoying more so than the dialogue. I agree. And I think that reflects on the actors, Mm -hmm. not the direction or the writing. Mm -hmm. They are trying to make these characters still be who we have seen now in two episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can see them, like, really pulling for something to do
0: here. But right now, Rory and Richard aren't really bonding quite yet. Right, right. So there still has to be
1: that awkwardness Mm -hmm. there. And they do it so well. Mm -hmm. And we were talking uh, when we were planning what we were going to say. I said, how lucky is Alexis Bledel to have her first acting experience be with these, like, classically trained mm-hmm. actors and actresses and how much she must have absorbed and learned by working with them. Such a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And she cool.
0: holds her own. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's very interesting because mm-hmm. she's so young. Yeah. It's kind of like how Mila Kunis was only 14 in that 70s show. Exactly. And she could hold a scene better than most of them at Mm -hmm. times. She was not intimidated. And I see that with with Alexis, too.
1: Mm -hmm. Very composed. Mm -hmm. But that's Rory, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We finally get to see Suki in this episode in the kitchen, and Jackson delivers her blueberries, although she needs to make strawberry shortcake, not blueberry shortcake. And Jackson says, well, the earth was flat until someone took a boat. <laughs> and in the midst of their arguing, Lorelei comes in. She finds a piece of cake and she says, oh, can I take this home? Rory's really going to need it because she is golfing at the club with my dad. And Sookie does acknowledge the comment and says, "Ugh," mm. And then she just keeps going on and on about... Rory at the club and how she's going to not enjoy how she's not going to enjoy herself. And finally, she stops and Lorelai says, tell me something good about the day or whatever. And Sookie says, well, I I can't make the strawberry shortcake
0: (laughs) and (laughs) just like loses it. God, Melissa McCarthy's so good in this. Oh, I know.
1: I just adore her so much in this series.
0: I am so happy. She really shines in this episode because I, you know, we do not like this episode, but I'm so thankful for Suki in this moment. Oh, to get this moments moment with her.
1: and later on, she has a great moment in this episode, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is the comedic relief of this episode mm-hmm. and it needs it. Yeah. Because I am really starting to relate to the title of this episode yep. about now. <laughs> yep. Yep. Speaking of blueberry shortcake, that is the recipe that we decided to make this week. Although we did cheat a little bit.
0: Mm.
1: I used a box mix for the shortcake (laughs) this week just because it was Sunday morning and I (laughs) wanted to sleep in a little bit. But I will say uh, the blueberries and the lemon curd we did make from scratch and that
0: was a five out of five for me. Me too. It was five out of five. It was topped with whipped cream. Yes. It was so good with the angel food cake. It was, this is awesome. I love it. I recommend it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you buy Christy Carlson's cookbook, Eat Like a Gilmore, this is a recipe I would absolutely recommend making. Mm-hmm. It blew me away.
0: So good. I love it.
1: Yeah, I would absolutely make this for Thanksgiving or, you know, dinner when you're having people over it was super easy
0: super complicated especially if you you know either do a mix or just bought angel food cake Mm -hmm, from the mm -hmm. store yeah super easy to to uh, do that sauce
1: and the recipe says to refrigerate overnight we didn't do that and I still think Mm -hmm. it was phenomenal oh yeah um
0: we just wait we made sure it cooled
1: Completely though.
0: Right. It wasn't warm at all. So we did put it in the fridge and let it cool down, Mm -hmm. but it didn't need to be overnight.
1: But I would say five out of five stars hollows for sure.
0: Me too. It
1: was so good. So please, please, please. If you purchase the cookbook, that is a must do Mm -hmm. recipe. (music) Michelle comes in, interrupts their discussion about the blueberries versus strawberries. And says that there's a super salad disaster happening in the lobby and they need to go figure it out. And it turns out that the twin brides are arguing about whether or not their guests are going to have soup or salad. And Lorelai says, why not both? Let the guests choose. Problem solved. But we forgot to mention way back the last time we were at the inn that the bride's husbands are also twins. I'm not sure how that passed us this time discussing it, but (laughs) it did. And um, Michelle is clearly very put off by the fact that it's two sets of twins. He calls it obscene (laughs) and that it
0: defies nature. (laughs) It's just it's Lorelai, Sookie, and Michelle standing across the room watching these two couples. They're very good-looking twins, right? The set of twins. But they're identical. And they're just watching them. And Sookie is like, goes off in this weird thought process that we all have. <laughs> and she's like, what if the one brother went to a hotel and he walked into the room and he saw his wife naked? But oh, his
1: it, sister-in-law naked. His
0: sister-in-law naked. But he thinks it is his wife. And then they have sex, but it really wasn't his wife. Is that cheating? And Lorelai says, I don't think think so. I don't think so. Yeah. I think no. And Michelle's just like, oh, I have a, he goes, my head hurts. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so funny because that is not something I
1: think characteristically would come out of Suki's mouth.
0: No, not, no, I don't think so either. It was, but it was just really funny though to see her thought process actually just, she couldn't help herself. Mm -hmm. And I think it's fun to see the
1: three of them interacting together mm-hmm. because they do become quite the trio as the series goes on. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a fun little moment. Oh, and we find out that Michelle has stuck a posted note to the back of one of the grooms <laughs> so he can tell them apart because he tells Lorelai, we can't just call everyone sweetie and get away with it. Mm-hmm. So clearly Lorelai has her own tactics for... Dealing with the situation, but (laughs) Michelle had to figure out his own. We are now at the turning point for Richard and Rory at the golf course. She asks Richard what he does. He says what his title is, and then she asks, Well, what do you do? And he says, Oh, I do a myriad of things. It's rather boring. You don't want to hear about it. And she's like, Oh, okay. And seems disappointed, mm-hmm. and I think Richard picks up on that. well, he does pick up on that and just begins telling her about his job and the, it's that's the shift for me when he's like, "Oh, she's actually interested in what I do. She actually wants to learn about who I am beyond just "You're my grandfather." Mm-hmm.
0: And she's enjoying things. She's pointing out things that she likes about the club. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I'd like to come here and read a book or something sometime. And he reacts by saying, you're right. It is rather serene
1: here. Mm-hmm. And I think he's starting to notice things that he didn't notice before. And I'm sure that has everything to do with a new perspective mm-hmm. being there. He's the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Richard's yeah.
0: realizing yeah, it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so... We get to see this shift now where they have clearly have a connection. And as they are talking, Rory asks him, do you get to travel for work much? He says, oh, I travel quite a lot. Then they bond over the traveling and she says she would love to travel. And he says, we need to make sure that that happens. And they run into this odious woman, like a very throwaway moment
0: but, um, also does bring it back to that traveling, uh, remark. Because she says she wants to someday go to Fez, and and that someday she wants to go to when she graduates, she wants to go and backpack through Europe with, with Lorelei. Lorelei. Mm-hmm. And Richard's like, Well, I think that's a great thing for a young woman to have is travel or whatnot. Your mother mm-hmm. never really got to do that.
1: Yeah, he does make a point of recognizing that. Lorelai missed
0: out on things. And Rory's like, yeah, she she talks about that. And Richard seems like, oh, he goes, oh, she does? And he seemed like su- kind of surprised, like, oh, no, like almost kind of disappointed that Lorelai's regretting those experiences.
1: And I almost make it, it almost makes me wonder, does he regret not having those experiences with her too?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's weird that they did not travel. Well, I mean... Because they travel all the time this as a show goes on. Right.
1: But I wonder if it's something where you don't really want to travel internationally with young kids. Mm-hmm. And maybe by the time she was a teenager, she was so uninterested in spending time with them that they just... Didn't mm-hmm. bring her with. Or he was working all the time. Or... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I imagine as he gets higher up, it's a or, different job. Yeah. You or know? I wonder
0: if they sent her off to summer camps yeah. and stuff like that. Could be. When they did travel.
1: Yeah. But. Yeah, you do get a sense that they did not do a lot while Lorelei was there. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure those are experiences that he did want And maybe now he's like, well, I couldn't give those to Lorelai, so I want to give those to Rory. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it's a very sweet
0: grandfather moment. Mm -hmm. They're finally starting to bond. Mm -hmm. So they
1: walk back up to the clubhouse. And when they arrive, he says they'll meet back there in 40 minutes. They're going to have a steam, a very clubhouse thing to do. And he asks her to lunch. And he seems kind of nervous mm-hmm. to ask her to lunch. And she's like, I'd love to. And there's this moment where he's just like <laughs> in awe that she wants to have lunch with him. And they can continue their discussions.
0: And because before he did not want to have lunch with her. And now he's like, oh, this is, this is going to be fun. Yeah, this is enjoyable. I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. And I
1: think that's great. I think it's important for Rory to have those experiences with her grandparents. But I'm also, now having watched the episode, you know, short of a million times, I know how Lorelai is going to react to this. Mm -hmm. And even upon seeing it for the first time, even at the tender age of nine years old, ten years old, I was like, I don't think Lorelai is going to like this.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting because Rory doesn't have a father and doesn't have any experience with any grandparents on either side. Right, right,
1: yeah. And when she does does get experience with her other grandparents, it does not go well, but we can get to that when we... I mean she does have, she
0: does have a father. It's just not an active
1: He's not present enough, yeah, I think, to be considered like a, a fatherly figure mm-hmm. or like a model
0: who you're hanging out with or right. doing things like going to the golf club with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, and Lorelai has to accept that she cannot teach Rory everything. Yeah. It has to come from other places. Mm-hmm. And that's very hard for her because mm-hmm. it was always just the two of them. Mm-hmm. And now Rory is starting to branch out and she's going to have a very tough time with that. We have entered the steam room with all of the older gentlemen at the club and Richard walks in. And they ask him who he's with at the club today. And Richard says, it's my granddaughter. The old men comment that their granddaughters would not be caught dead at the club. Mm -hmm. And there's this moment where Richard gets to really talk up Rory and shows that he's proud of who his granddaughter is, that she goes to Chilton. and
0: It's like he has a realizing moment on his face where he's like, Because they were talking about, oh, my granddaughter is too busy getting tattoos and piercings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Richard kind of looks at it. He's looking off and he's like, wait, I don't really have to worry about Rory. She's actually really put together.
1: Well, yeah. And then the other one says, well, just cut him off. That'll show him. (laughs) And (laughs) Richard does not pay for his granddaughter's cost of living. He Mm -hmm. pays for her schooling. Yeah. But that's it
0: and he knows that he would not have to threaten cutting her off to make and cutting her off would mean like not helping her with school. <laughs> right. So that's right. not really a benefit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is like a realization moment for him where he's like I got it pretty good. My mm-hmm. granddaughter is fine. And he he's eating this up that mm-hmm. he can brag. Mhm. 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 And then we switch to the girls, yep. yep, the girls in the <laughs> steam room. And this scene feels a little different to me where I'm not sure why we have it because Mm -hmm. Rory doesn't interact with anyone. But there are these two women sitting there and they're gossiping about another woman at the club. And they say something like, oh, yeah, she... Shot her husband or whatever. And the other one's like, oh, yeah, I loved her. Is she out yet? <laughs> and Elise and I were like, that is absolutely a conversation we would have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're just like gossiping about all the drama at that, that club. Yeah. And I'm sure that does happen. And Rory's li- living for it.
1: Yeah. I she's feel kind like of- Rory in that
0: moment where I'd be like, I need to know everything that is going on with the people in this club. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would would love it. Yeah. Well, okay, so this is off topic, but it
1: reminds me of this game that my mom and I play when we're out, like, to dinner or lunch, and it's just the two of us. We'll look at, like, another table and be Mm -hmm. like, is that a first date? Have they been together for a while? What do you think he's saying? (laughs) Or, like, I've been in situations at, like, a coffee shop where you hear somebody breaking up with someone else and you're oh like, I cannot leave. I do I not care. What happens. Yeah. I do not care that I'm late for an appointment. I need to know what happens. <laughs> this takes priority to my real life right now.
0: <laughs> yep. I yep. feel it. I yeah,
1: feel it. Yeah. So like the steam Rory in the steam room isn't relevant to the story. But at the same time, it does play a part when they're at lunch later.
0: Yeah. So it is setting something up. And she's listening and she's smiling and she's having a good time. Right. Because that is something that I think Lorelei would like too. Oh, yeah. She would love to hear about all the gossip of those people who are nothing like you. Right. You want to know what their problems are. Yeah, true. So she's having fun. And it's just showing that both her and Richard are having fun, even apart well he's in the one steam room she's in the other right they're still having fun
1: yeah so I'm gonna backpedal on what I said because I do after we've talked about it I do think that is a good scene for us to see because it shows Rory enjoying herself Mm -hmm. even though Lorelai is convinced Mm -hmm. that she would not
0: and Lorelai's not there
1: and she's having fun without her
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah that'll play That'll play into it big time. Yep. Yeah. We are back at the Independence Inn with more wedding preparation, and Sean Gunn arrives with his two swans, Mm -hmm. which were supposed to be 20 swans, I believe, but Lorelai asks Michelle to show him where the swans go. And he says he's afraid of swans and he wants nothing to do with that.
0: Yep. He had a traumatic event when he was younger and was attacked by swans. Right. And something you never forget.
1: Yeah. It's something you never forget. (laughs) And Drella comes up with her harp and she's like, what's going on? Lorelai says, oh, well, he's afraid of swans. And Drella says, of course he is. He's French. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna throw this out here. I do not understand why she is still here. <laughs> and I know that's harsh, but this character serves no purpose to this show. Mm-hmm. I I understand wanting to have her there because she couldn't be Suki, and you want to have her be a part of the project in some capacity. But when you have a scene that is not necessary just so she can be in the episode, you're wasting my time as a viewer.
0: Mm-hmm. Or may, do you think this scene could possibly be a filler scene? I, I absolutely think because so. Because really nothing happens in it. No. Besides Drella's kind of hits on Michelle. Right. And there's
1: that <laughs> moronic man tying chair
0: tool to the tree (laughs) like what yeah the whole scene it it doesn't really serve must serve much purpose no and i
1: i realize i am coming off like very harsh on it it's
0: either a filler scene or something to give drella the character drella right and i don't need either of that Mm -hmm. like give us
1: Give us more Rory and Richard at the golf club. Mm -hmm. I do not care about this scene at all. Yeah, it was not necessary. No, no. We are at the clubhouse now having lunch with Rory and Richard, and they are enjoying all of the hot gossip that Rory absorbed in the steam room. One woman is having, having an, an affair, affair with the tennis instructor. Not the... hmm What was it? I don't remember. But yeah, there. it's a lot of juicy gossip. Yeah. yeah. Which is awkward that she's talking about it with her grandpa. Well, <laughs> yeah, because she says, I don't think you're... Your board is looking into people as much as you think they are. Yeah,
0: they're busy doing their stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I'm
0: sure a lot of that happens in real life, too. Oh, yeah. I want to know it all. I know. But it's also funny because Richard's totally eating it up. Yes. Which is kind of like him being like Mm Lorelai. Or or like Rory. Because she's Mm -hmm. kind of came around to his way of doing things today. Yep. With the golfing and all that. And now he's having lunch with her and gossiping.
1: Mm-hmm. Like a full circle moment. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. They get approached by the older men that were in the steam room and they join them. Richard nonchalantly brags about Rory again. And it kind of ends there. There's mm-hmm. not too much to say about them other than they're really annoying. I don't understand the importance. I understand why they're there so Richard can brag about Rory.
0: And he did it and now he's done it in front of Rory. Right. And she looks so... Proud. Yeah. Like she's just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. She looks like she that made her feel very special. hmm hmm I, I think, was like, I wanted to put my arms around her. I'm like, you are. I think I, like, puckered my
1: bottom lip at that point. Yeah. Like,
0: oh, this is so sweet. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Because she hears from her mom all the time. Like, you're so great and blah, blah, blah. But when it comes from someone that you really value at a different level, it mm-hmm. means more. You know? Like, Someone else in the family. Exactly. It's someone different complimenting you. Mm -hmm. It makes a difference. Mm -hmm. And I think
0: it does give her a lot of confidence. And she respects her grandparents. Absolutely. They've done a lot. Richard has accomplished a lot of things, obviously. Mm -hmm. So.
1: A high praise from Richard goes a long way. mm -hmm. We have finally gotten to the best part of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> We're at Luke's it's, diner. It's the best part for me. Yeah. By far. That chambray jean shirt just...
0: Whew. Luke's outfits never fail.
1: No. No, they do not. They
0: always hit the mark. Yep. <laughs> I guess yep. This outfit was the best, so... Yeah. And I needed it. Yes. We got it. This is what we
1: needed to get <laughs> this episode rolling. It mm-hmm. only took us 28 minutes To Mm. see Luke. Yep. And he asks Rory if she's hungry. She says, I'll just have coffee. She goes, oh, I went golfing with my grandfather. And he makes a comment about how golf courses are horrible for the environment. Mm. And he goes, did you know that? And she says, yeah, I did. And he's clearly pissed Mm -hmm. that she is being so nonchalant about a horrific thing Mm -hmm. that's happening to the environment and storms off and
0: he just looks at her in like in disbelief.
1: In his normal Luke fashion. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Doesn't say anything, just leaves.
1: Stares her down first. Right. So Lorelai enters and they begin talking about the club. Lorelai
0: brings the cake for her.
1: Yes. Brings the cake. cake that she had talked about earlier because she wanted to reward reward Rory for sticking out the day with her grandfather Mm -hmm. and Luke approaches the table and pours Lorelai coffee and Rory apologizes for her comment. She was like, I'm sorry, Luke. I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know. And Lorelai Claims she's so hungry, she's starving, she needs a cheeseburger right now. The biggest
0: cheeseburger, the size of her head or something.
1: Yeah. And they begin talking about Rory's time at the club. And as they are talking, it becomes more and more apparent that Lorelai is surprised that Rory had a good time at the club. She keeps saying, really? Really?
0: Really? Mm
1: -hmm. And... Rory tells her to knock it off and that she did enjoy herself and that her and grandpa talked and it was really nice. And she enjoyed her day, but Rory or excuse me, Lorelai can't let go of the idea of Rory enjoying herself Mm -hmm. to the point where she even makes fun of the way Rory's talking because Rory says it was quite good. The lunch was quite good, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she's like, quite? You never say quite. Or. Um, makes fun of her hat. Yeah, makes fun of her hat. And it's just, you see this immaturity in Lorelei that just drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly this episode that I cannot stand Lorelei.
0: I know. And I don't know. There isn't a balance with Lorelai in this episode. No. I, I find like almost everything that she does in this episode qu- quite annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, usually and she does have annoying moments. I mean, throughout the whole series. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But she she's usually written in a balanced way where mm-hmm. she can come back from it. Yeah. I don't know. This episode, though, it it just screams mommy dearest. I like, mean, we are 28 minutes in and I've had enough. Mm-hmm. And she's not actually in it that much. No.
1: No. But every like time she's on the screen, she's complaining or talking uh-huh. about how much Rory's going to hate it. And it's like, "Will you let go of whatever horrible feelings you are harboring or whatever grudge you have. And just let your daughter enjoy time with her grandparents. Mm
0: -hmm. It's hard to relate to because you're like, why wouldn't you want uh, your daughter to have a relationship with her grandparents? Right.
1: Well, I think Lorelai is afraid of the control. Yeah. And I understand that. But so often, parents and grandparents are very different lines. Mm -hmm. Like, I know how my mom treats me. It will be different if I have a child. How she will bond with that child is going to be different than how she bonded with me. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Lorelai is seeing that. And I think part of that comes from jealousy. And maturity. And maturity, yes. Mm -hmm. It's just we get to see how composed Rory is. Compared to Lorelai. I mean Lorelai looks like she's about to fly off the rails mm-hmm. in this scene.
0: I hear like psycho music behind her. Yeah, like mm. wee, wee, wee. <laughs> 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 Yeah,
1: and there does come a point where Rory says, Yes, I had fun. I
0: enjoyed myself. It was nice. And why is this a big deal? Yeah. It's a huge deal. And like and Rory's just so composed. She's mm-hmm. just like a zen She's master. like not going to feed into it, which shows the difference
1: between her and Emily. Because if she was arguing with Emily, they would both feed into it. But
0: Rory knows better. Uh-huh. She's not going to take the bait. Because I know if I was her, i had have been like, why can't you be happy for me? Mm-hmm. I know I would have went right for it. Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: I always take the bait because mm. I love a good argument. <laughs> but she is not... That's where the Paris and me comes out. Yeah. You know. But, Rory's
0: just like this little princess. Mm-hmm. Literally. Like she's royal. It's like there's like this royalty to her. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not that a princess isn't a
1: diva. Right. Right. But you know. Yeah. And the, the whole scene ends with them kind of just accepting that she enjoyed it. And Rory puts on the hat again and says, do you really not like the hat? And
0: Lorelai says, no, it's, it's cute. It's kind of cute. She is coming around to it a little bit there. Yeah. Where she is like, oh, okay. And you know what gets her to
1: come around? When Rory says, he talked about our backpacking trip, and he thinks it's a great idea.
0: Oh, yep, you're right. And Mm -hmm. her eyes
1: do this, Lauren Graham's eyes. I know. They, like, glisten, And she's like, really? And I just think it makes me sad for her Mm -hmm. because I think she wanted those memories with her dad too Mm -hmm. and there's so much unspoken trauma or sadness and missed opportunities with them as a family and I think they're really starting to process that through Rory Mm -hmm. and it does get heavy sometimes
0: yeah I get you mentioned that I moment but I just, I can't count how many times in this series that I have felt myself tearing up just looking at her eyes. Mm -hmm. But she, that is her redeeming moment, I guess, in this, in this episode. And lo and behold, another moment where she says nothing. Mm
1: -hmm. It's her facial expression that Mm -hmm. sells it for me, not the writing. I agree. We are back at the inn getting ready for the wedding again. Miss Patty is giving the double mint twins their dance lessons. Love any scene with Miss Patty, even a short one, <laughs> just to remind us that she's there. And we cut to the inside. Rory is writing out all the place cards for the wedding, and Lorelai comes up to her. Michelle joins them and says she has a phone call and it's he says it's her father. Though why he'd offer up that information, I'm not sure. Mm. Lorelai answers the phone. She says, Dad. And then she goes, yeah, it's Lorelai. Who else would call you dad? (laughs) And she discovers that he actually wants to talk to Rory, not to Lorelai. (coughs) Yeah, (laughs) it doesn't. You can, like, see it. It reminds me of of the Brady Bunch movie. When Jan starts like getting all in her head about stuff and she's like looking <laughs> all over and like can hear voices in her head, it gives off that vibe very much. George. George Glass. George Glass. <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> I just cannot stand Lorelei like this. I know. She does so Rory takes the phone call. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh hi Grandpa. And then she gets up and leaves Lorelei. Yeah, she doesn't even stay in the same room. area because she's like planning for this to be a little bit longer of a conversation. Yeah, on the company Something.
1: phone, we have a cut scene with the wonderful Megan Fay <laughs> asking Drella to play all this music at the wedding, and then as they walk off, we are left seeing Rory engrossed in conversation with her grandfather. And Lorelei standing off, to the side, watching them,
0: talk. Mm-hmm. Creepy. Mm-hmm. I'm creeped out.
1: Yeah, it's like a very sad, somber moment, mm-hmm. and it really does look like she's going to cry. Mm-hmm. Weird.
0: Yeah, I feel uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, it's. <laughs> I I think if they really wanted to go for this, like. Lorelei is struggling with the relationship with her parents and this is making her realize that, then go all in on it. Mm -hmm. Don't make her a crazy, jealous woman one scene and then a somber, sad woman the next. Mm -hmm. Like, pick a path and go with it. Because you're making me really not like her this entire episode. Mm -hmm. And then I feel bad for her. But then in this very next scene, this is the scene I probably hate the most yeah. in this series. Yeah. So as I was saying, this is quite possibly my least favorite scene of the entire series.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They are sitting, studying, working on homework, and Rory gets up to get something to drink. And when she gets up, Lorelai cannot contain herself and she has to ask immediately oh so your grandfather called what was that about and when she comes back she says oh it was about this book she gives the title of the book and Lorelai has this moment like oh (laughs) that one Mm
0: -hmm. this whole interaction of them sitting at the table reading or whatever Lorelai's been rude to her the second that scene started
1: Not a very motherly moment by Lorelai there. But their argument this time is split up. Their argument this time is halted by Babette running up saying that Cinnamon is stuck under the porch or the house or whatever. And Mm -hmm. she needs a shoehorn and some vegetable oil. And this feels like a very filler moment. But Rory goes inside. Babette starts talking about the cat and... Whatever. Uh, the cat gets out. She's like, play me home, baby. And Maury <laughs> just sits down, and starts playing the piano again. It is funny that they take the time to introduce cinnamon because in a few episodes we have cinnamon's wake. Rory comes back out with the oil. She sits down, and Lorelei is ready to just pick the fight back up where they left off. Mm-hmm. And I think she gets frustrated because Rory does not give in to it the same way Emily would. Lorelei is looking for a fight. And she says, is that my sweater? And Rory says, yeah.
0: That's my favorite sweater and you're stretching it out.
1: And she goes, this is not your favorite sweater. And what do you mean I'm stretching it out? Your boobs are bigger than mine. It's and so she goes...
0: No. No, No, they're not.
1: Yeah, no, they're not. Your boobs
0: are way bigger than mine.
1: And Rory's like, You're crazy. (laughs) Your daughter. Yeah. And she goes, No, they're not. And she goes, Well, let's get a measuring tape and find out whose boobs are bigger. And Rory's like, You're cracked.
0: Backing up to the door, which I think Rory is.
1: She is, (laughs) because this is nuts. And she's like, You're cracked. This is nuts. And Lorelai's like, well, you're, you're bigger, yeah. and that's yeah. like where it ends. And it's like, what the hell is going on? I
0: know
1: this is not a normal mother-daughter. This
0: is so it just—it's so off to me. This whole Lorelai storyline is—they mm-hmm. do hand—they this does come back, does come back as a theme many, many times, but they don't. It's just not eloquently handled at all. It's not detailed. It's not, it's just basic.
1: Yeah. She's, she's deflecting her real feelings by picking a fight about a sweater because she is upset that Rory has something that she doesn't. Class. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right now. Yeah. That's about it. Well, it's
1: almost like you can not to, I'm not, this sounds bad. I'm not saying that the writer wrote this this way on purpose, mm-hmm. but you could look at the sweater as like a metaphor for the relationship with Richard. Mm-hmm. Rory has it, Lorelai doesn't. Rory did they have, it, have it, and she feels like she's oh now borrowing oh, her no. father.
0: That's so deep. But...
1: I hate to be that person. <laughs> I do not think that that's really what the intent is there. But if you want to look at it from that perspective. Oh, totally by all means and if you do use this in the future please credit me because i think that's genius
0: yeah <laughs> i do too i love it but and where is the string that's unraveling who's going to pull it we are
1: right now <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> so the fight ends with you're cracked you're bigger and that's it mm-hmm. that's the argument and now this is another argument that has gone unsolved because Neither of them want to deal with each other in this moment. Now for our comedic relief of the episode again, we come back to Suki and Lorelai talking about how stupid Lorelai was in their argument. They're walking down down the street. Yeah, Main Street. I don't know if it would even be Main Street. Yeah. But they're talking about how stupid the argument was and... Suki really calls her out mm-hmm. and says, it's, you're jealous.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Lorelai goes, no, I'm not. And she says, you, you are. And she's I, like, yeah. sorry, I'm not good at the advice thing. Let's talk about something else. And it's like, she, she doesn't want to <laughs> argue with Lorelei. No. And it's like,
0: Lorelai is giving so much information, being totally neurotic. And poor Suki probably just thought they were going to go shopping in the morning.
1: Yeah, or go for a, a nice walk.
0: Yeah. But
1: every time they've been together, Lorelai has dominated the conversation mm-hmm. to be about Rory and her grandparents. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but at this point, if I was Suki, I'd be like, can we please talk about something else? <laughs> I, I
0: know, I could not handle it. But she's so sweet. She goes, oh, I know, it's it's hard when people borrow your stuff. Sometimes I get like a crazy little spider monkey about <laughs> my stuff. <laughs>
1: Just to, like, make Lorelai feel better about it. It's like, how is Lorelai not, like, cracking up? I know. It's so funny. I just, I feel for Suki because I have definitely been the Suki in that situation. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's tiresome. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, Lorelai, her droning on and on and on is broken because Suki sees strawberries. Across the street. Across the street. Like diagonal across the street. <laughs> and runs into oncoming traffic to get them. A poor man like flips over
0: his handlebars. On his bike. Yeah. <laughs> Just, so she can get and she's like these are be- you're beautiful. are beautiful. She's needed these straw. That's been her drama for the week. Right. Is that she has not had strawberries for the wedding that she's supposed to prepare the desserts for. Right.
1: She's and she wants to do a good job. Yeah. I mean, that is that is her life right now, mm-hmm. is being at the Independence Inn. And clearly, it has still affected her. She is so excited to see these strawberries. <laughs> and Lorelai continues to talk about her issues yep. while she is looking at all of these strawberries. Just and she's like, so yeah, happy. That's nice, Lorelai. Whatever. <laughs> like, but then... As she is looking at the strawberries, of course. Jackson comes from mm. around the corner and he says,
0: What are you cheating on me? Yeah, something like <laughs> about that. Like the like, strawberries.
1: Cheating on me. And then she goes, No, Jackson, it's not that. And he goes, Well, I hope you guys are happy together. <laughs> and like runs off. Oh, he also says, You disgust me. You disgust which me, yeah. I love. And he runs off and without even
0: taking a beat. Suki just chases after him. And like, this is a long chase scene, too. Yes. I love that with the direction of this episode or writing, whatever is involved, that they did not cut that as a short scene of him chasing him and then ending it.
1: When we she get, runs
0: off. Yeah. yeah, we get to see her run like after him for a very Basically long time. the
1: entire length of her conversation
0: with Lorelai. And he's dodging cars. Yeah, you almost get hit he's by like, that red car. He's like, get away, get away from me. Yeah, and just get back here. But this is, I have this theory about Jackson and Sookie. Because at this point, they have not even gone on their first date. No. And every time you see Jackson, he is always bringing Sookie the wrong produce. Almost every single time they're fighting about the produce. Either mm-hmm. it's not good enough or it's wrong or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think he's doing it on purpose. Maybe. I think he is. We don't
1: get to see him bring the right thing, but clearly he does bring the right thing. Yeah. But yeah, he's always bringing her the wrong thing.
0: And that's why he got so mad she was with those strawberries.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I see you, Jackson. (laughs) It's my theory. You have the sweater theory.
1: (laughs) You have your your Jackson fruit theory. Yeah. (laughs) We all have theories here today. We have finally arrived at the wonderful wedding day for both sets of twins. Everything seems to be going well. The mother tells Lorelai that she's so happy everything went swimmingly and that her daughters are moving away so she could not be more elated.
0: They're moving a hundred miles away Yeah, and she is ready to celebrate. She does. Megan Faye. Megan Faye, man. Just a small shout out to her.
1: The MVP of this episode, (laughs) for sure. And I think that conversation kind of sits with Lorelai and makes her realize that she has been a psycho this entire episode. Mm -hmm. Um, For lack of a better word. We... See her approach Rory, and she says, I have been taken over by this crazy monster obsessed with bra size. And Rory immediately just says, it's okay. And she goes, no, it's not. And she has this moment where she admits that it's hard for her because a lot of things have happened, and she doesn't think it could ever go back to the way it was. Mm. But that she does want Rory to have a relationship with her grandparents.
0: And yeah, and she also feels a little bit guilty because she's like, I'm sorry I if I held you back from not seeing your grandparents. Mm-hmm. I just thought that since my life was so much better without them in my life, I assumed, I just assumed that would be the same thing for you. Right. So part of this is, has been her feeling guilty too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Probably a little bit of like a telltale heart situation where Mm -hmm. as time goes on, the guilt gets heavier and heavier until it explodes. Mm -hmm. And her exploding is the sweater fight.
0: Yeah.
1: But that's her telltale heart, the sweater.
0: (laughs) It all comes back to the sweater theory.
1: (laughs) Right. So they forgive each other and we see this little cutaway moment with... An older woman and a younger girl at this wedding, and she's telling her how to sit. She has this big frilly dress on. She says, "You need to sit this way, cross your legs because you're a lady, and don't move." Yeah, because did she say how much she spent on the dress? Like three hundred
0: dollars yeah. or something. And so this Laura, little girl just wants to play, right? You know, as I'm sure. a child should. Yeah. But her mom is like, no, you have to sit in this chair or her grandma or whoever's doing this to her and telling her, you can't move because I don't want you to ruin this expensive dress.
1: Mm-hmm. And Lorelai says, that was me. Mm-hmm. And Rory says, that dress doesn't really scream you. And Lorelai says, I did all the screaming.
0: We know. We know that. hmm hmm
1: <laughs> And I think that statement alone says enough mm-hmm. for now. I mean, we know that it was hard but we don't know how hard it really was Mm -hmm. at this point and I think that's where they have their moment of we're gonna come back together now because Mm -hmm. it's too hard to be apart Rory understands that her mom is going through something and Lorelai understands that she's going through something Mm -hmm. and they Need to t- lean on each other, to take yeah. care of each other. And they,
0: like, literally do lean on each other in that moment. Right. And they... That it was a really pretty moment that mm-hmm. I'm glad we got to experience mm-hmm. that visually. As,
1: as my husband would say, it, that's in the opening credits. Because that scene is... <laughs> that's his game with this. is That's from the opening because. credits every time something happens in an episode. But...
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, It doesn't end there, which is strange to me. I know, because it almost feels like I thought the same thing when I was watching it. Like, this almost feels like they could end here. Mm Mm-hmm. But they don't. They don't, which I do like, actually. Yeah. So they end
1: at Friday night dinner. They're arriving. They come in. Emily asks what they would like to drink. And they sit down in their little family area, lounge area. And Emily really... Drills in how much fun Rory had at the club. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe we
0: should get her own membership. And she's really directing these comments straight at Lorelai. Mm-hmm. Letting her know, see, I won. I was right.
1: You can't control her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can see it on Lorelai's face. That like, yes, yep, I know. Yep, okay. I get it. I'm already having a hard time with this. Like, let's move on. Richard enters says he has the book that he told Rory he found, and then he also found another book of memoirs that she would be interested in reading. She says, oh, really? He says, it's in my office. Let's go look at it. Rory leaves. Emily gives Lorelai her wine. She says, well, I would like to
0: see those too. And she's like a smirk on her face, and she's Mm -hmm. just saying it right into Lorelai's eyes. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) she walks off. And Lorelai
1: is left alone. Mm-hmm. And there's this moment where you really look at her. And again, in her eyes, she says, is this how it's going to be?
0: Yeah, I did. I finally felt bad for Lorelai in this moment mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, yeah, she feels like. Is she going to be left behind? But she maybe she should get up and go and just go enjoy them right it becomes
1: it becomes a moment of are you going to sit on this grudge that you have forever or are you going to embrace these moments with your mother and father and daughter mm-hmm. even if you don't want to because it's clearly important to Rory mm-hmm. so it should be important to you too mm-hmm. but i think she still struggles with the idea of being controlled and being she doesn't the black want sheep that. Mm-hmm. She's
0: so used to being the black sheep in that family.
1: Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like sh- at this point, she's doing
0: it. on. She's purpose. assigning it to herself. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, exactly. th- but I do. I will say for writing wise, I am glad that they ended it this way.
1: Me too, because it kind of leaves us on a... It wasn't just
0: like, ah, everything's happy and perfect again. Mm
1: -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I will say for an episode that I really do not care for, it does end on an interesting note, at least. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah, I think so, too. Well, that brings us to the end of episode three, Kill kill Me me Now. now. I know we (laughs) were not as cheery and positive as we were in the the first two episodes, but... (laughs) It does come to a point where we have to look at the whole picture here. Mm -hmm. And when I look at this whole, the whole arch of the story, to me, honestly, this episode doesn't feel necessary. Because a lot of the things that we see here, where Rory gets to know her grandparents and Lorelai has a hard time with it, those things continuously happen. Mm -hmm. I understand this episode introduces it, but it just doesn't really go anywhere.
0: No. Yeah. I'm just so excited to go back to Chilton. Yeah. And see these other characters. And yeah, this this episode does feel like a filler episode almost. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, obviously, it's not. Right. But it has that feeling to it.
1: Yeah. And I just, I, I'm so curious. Like we had talked about earlier. Why didn't Amy write this episode? I don't know. Maybe she had something else in mind and they thought maybe we need to develop this relationship a little more before we get to that Mm -hmm. point. Um, Because I do think there, before we get to Rory's birthday, it is good to establish the dynamics between the four of them. And I
0: can't remember if it is that she... In an interview that I listened to with Amy, that she said that she generally did the book ends of the series. Mm-hmm. She would do the beginning and then at the end. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I I mean, I'm not 100% sure if she meant that with writing or that with directing.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm not sure. As much as I don't care for this episode, I do love Emily. I love Richard. Uh-huh. But I miss Paris. I know, I miss Paris too. (laughs) And I miss Luke. We barely got to see Luke in this episode. So I am looking forward to next week. It'll be a great time. Uh, Please, please, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast. Leave a review. Let us know what you like. Let us know if there's something else you would like us to talk about in the episodes. Uh, We will be posting photos from our recipe for this week, the blueberry Shortcake, and we will be posting our pop culture references. And we, for this episode, had eight pop culture references. So, Elise will do her editing magic to share all of our (laughs) pop culture references with you, and we will get those posted as well. So, but next week is the deer hunters. Yes, next week is deer (laughs) hunters. And we get to meet Max Medina next week.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, we have a lot of thoughts about Max Medina, but we're going to focus on the women and let Max just burn out quickly, please.
0: (laughs) I I already started a bunch of burn lines from good old Maxie boy. Yeah, that'll be a fun one. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, thank you very much for listening. This has been Growing Up Gilmore. You can follow us on... Instagram at underscore growing up Gilmore underscore. We would love to see you there. Thank you so much for listening. This is Amy. And this is Elise. And we'll see you next time.